What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to the Roaring Repeater Podcast on 7220sports.com. Here's Cody. Welcome to the Roaring Repeater Podcast here on 7220sports.com. Joined in studio in downtown Cheyenne today by Kyle Cedar and former Wyoming Cowboy Adam Waddell. Uh, you were just talking about it before we came on, Adam. It sure is nice to talk about uh, winning basketball again. And uh, you made the observation that, you know, wow, I read a story and it was just full of positivity. <laughs> and that's what happens when you have a well-coached, really good, really fun basketball team where everybody's rowing in the same direction. It's been fun. It has been fun to watch. And, man, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I, was, I was telling you right before we started, I, I get your notifications on my phone. When every time you put up a new article, and I wanted to text you and say, "Hey, wasn't that fun to write about? <laughs> wasn't that fun to to put out there instead of something negative?" And it's been so wow. it's so good, dude. Because I tell you what, during football season, especially, you go into the post game press conferences, especially during Wyoming's October swoon, where it was like, "Oh, brother, mm-hmm. great." You know, we don't have anything positive to say. You just lost to New Mexico at home. You just got shut out by Fresno State. You just lost at San Jose State. Uh, there wasn't a lot to uh, talk about that was positive, and that's that's hard because you know the coach is more pissed off than anybody, and Bull is. But I, I even find myself saying that like I've only questioned Lender one time, and that's when he quit going to EK late at Boise State. Yep, that's it. That's the only thing I've ever questioned from him as a head coach. And yeah. getting kicked out, <laughs> getting kicked out the other night. Well, it could have been like, "What are you doing? You're not even five minutes into this game." I, but. So I was thinking about that before we came on. Going into, and I've told my wife before we played, uh, you know, before we played Utah State, and even when we went on the road to Fresno, we were in those really emotional, intense games at home, home crowd. They're close at the end. We were, I felt, kind of due, as I guess as you look at Wyoming basketball in the past and even football games, we were kind of due for maybe a letdown. Oh, yeah. We're, you know, yeah, we played at a high level, and we haven't. We haven't been there. So When you played, it'd be like, oh, "Oh, yeah. They don't have a shot here. (laughs) There's no shot there. Oh, yeah. And that's just how Wyoming, even the best Wyoming basketball You're not going to offend me with that. that. I've been groomed, I feel like, as a fan Mm -hmm. my whole life. Definitely on Tuesday against uh, Utah State. Utah State. Yeah. 
and I was like, oh, I think it's going to run out here. I think you need to talk more into it. <laughs> Sorry, we can go off script <laughs> here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so that's where we're groomed for that. Even me, I'm a player. I, I, you know, I kind of see where the team beats and how it works and everything. I what thought we might drop one at Fresno. So we did come out a little flat Tuesday. I don't hate that he got fired up. It's not like him leaving the game is going to change the game plan. Like it's set in stone. Everyone's seen the scouting report. Everyone knows what's going to happen. I've coached Deweese is very well. I mean, we've seen that he can step in and it's those guys know what to do. The players know what to do. It was kind of like, if we're going to win this game, it's time to start playing guys. Like I, if I felt flat and I don't hate that he did it. I mean, people can be mad that he probably used language he shouldn't have or whatever, <laughs> but I don't hate it as a tactic. I know coaches use it. I don't think he was thinking at that point in time that he was going to get kicked out or wanted to get kicked out. But at, I mean, I tell you, EK didn't pick up another foul all night. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask you, so when he got kicked out, obviously you have the same game plan and everything. Mm-hmm. What do you think would be the biggest factor of him not being around? Like a late game situation on his board? It might be. Th- I think Deweese has the board most of the time. It Sunday. is, yeah. I Obviously, Coach Linder has, just like in football, he has – he has oversight. What if he wants something to happen? He's it's going to happen. If the bench, the bench is constantly, and if you watch during a game, this is every team. The bench is constantly talking to the coaches, like, "Hey, we we need to do this. I see this from the corner. This guy's got four fouls. This guy. What if we did this?" And Coach Linder is there to say, "Okay, let's do that," yeah. or "No, we're not going to do that." Yes. Yeah. So honestly, the guys are there helping Coach Deweese. Like they're there in his ear. I, like I said, at that point in time, it's not really a matter of X's and O's. It's it's time to light a fire under these guys. Like they know what they're doing. Let's we're starting off slow here. Yeah. It, that that's kind of where I see it. I think you know the I I I guess overall I don't think it was. It's really a a huge loss in the grand scheme of things it can help a team it can also hurt a team but in that sense it can help a team for one deweese did say they came out flat that's the first thing he said after the game when because obviously everybody was talking about what happened and uh you know that fired the team up all the team all the players said ek and maldonado they said they love it they they absolutely feed off of it Mm -hmm. Um, no problem there but what this reminds me of kyle and I, i know you and i have talked about it um Linder had a great quote a couple of weeks ago where he's like, you know, it's not about ego. We we make our game plan. It's not Jeff Linder's offense. It's what's the, what do we do to beat this team? And mm-hmm. we saw that against San Diego State in the Mountain West Tournament last year when they slowed it down. He doesn't have an offense. No. he's This is what it takes. And you know what their last two, they've told me, is their last two game plans. Give it to Graham and get the hell out of the way. <laughs> so I think Deweese can follow it. that. Totally. And, and I think it's <laughs> awesome because – this offense that he typically runs with Maldo and EK and then his shooters out on the perimeter is different than last year. Yeah. So he, oh. It depends what pieces he yep. has. Yep. And he, that, can, he can adapt to whatever. He's He's got a three-headed snake when you really think about it. If they're going to double EK – I, I, in fact, I love every time they're going to throw a double at him because our guys are, are good at – EK's great at passing out of a double team, and so is Maldo. But guess who's waiting 
for that one more pass Drake on the Drake. exactly yep. and and Odin. and Odin and honestly I've over this pat this little bit of this run we've had in the past week and a half I love what Odin has done he has been kind of that sixth man guy who has got the boards when we needed it he's made big plays he's that I, I hate to say role player because he's an amazing athlete. Like, mm-hmm. he really brings a lot to this team. But these guys have kind of fallen into that, and it's cool to see. They know that no one is mad that EK's bringing the ball. Well, I kind of am. <laughs> he's jealous. bringing the ball up. Well, he's bringing the ball up from half court. It's like, dude, be careful. <laughs> I know that's a but, long yeah, bounce. <laughs> but he's, he's, you know, he's smart with it. He's dribbling it down, and that's the game plan. Get it to Maldo. Get it to EK. When they double, get it to Drake. Get it to Dussel. Get it to the guys who can shoot. And mm-hmm. if we're having an off night, which we really we haven't had that bad of an off night, it's it we're able to get through it. Well, that's the beauty of an inside-out game is those are high-percentage shots. Mm-hmm. And he, last year they had to rely on the three way too much. They had to rely on outside shooting without Graham. And if there's that tends to lend itself to more off nights. Yeah. It's yeah. not easy to hit a three-pointer. And I think uh... – Yeah. yeah. I think it was three in the first half. Against Air Force, they only hit two. Yep. Yeah, so they can win despite having kind of bad long night shooting. Yeah. But- yeah, well, and we absolutely buried the lead here, of course. We're talking about Wyoming <laughs> knocking off Utah State on Tuesday night in Laramie, 78-76 in overtime. Second overtime game in, I think, a week on the dot, actually. Um, tough win at Fresno. You know, we were talking about – you know, the, oh, God, there's no way they're going to win. They're going to have a hiccup here. I didn't feel that at Fresno at all. Yeah. I went into that with some stupid confidence. Really? Or I'm like, yeah. Or I'm like, man, I'm kind of freaking myself out here. I'm not even worried about this. And even when they close the gap at the end, I'm like, nah, they're they're fine. Never even got nervous. I was nervous Weird. to start the game. When we started the game, I was – but you're right. When we, We've been in such close games. Yeah. We have that confidence yeah. that we're going to be able to pull it out. Well, my, my confidence went up honestly because I was a little nervous before the game started, and then I saw their their uh, crowd. That was oh, they never have a back. crowd. Yeah, they don't it's ever like have a crowd. I hope we can hear you. By the way, Kyle, you're not showing up very good on here. You might have to scream. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's been quite a week for the Wyoming basketball team. Just. Finding ways, they they haven't always been pretty. I mean, David Roddy hits a free throw. What are we talking about now? You know, CSU walks out of Laramie with a win. That would have been devastating, especially having that crowd there. Then they turn around and beat Boise State, which I know Jeff Linder still won't admit it, but that was a very important win for him mm-hmm. after spending so much time under Leon Rice. And then to go on the road, I mean, they're going on the road just, you know, effortlessly and winning. I mean, this league is brutal to win in. Uh, there might be five people in the stands at San Jose State, but it's still not. It's not a. It's that not was easy. the last game that we won by quite a bit. We, you know, yeah. from start to finish without we EK too. Exactly. So I, I mean, looking ahead at this weekend, I know I don't know if we've heard yet uh, how Maldo's ankle's doing. Mm-mm. This is probably the best time yeah. for him to have some type of of, of injury, and I. Uh, you don't want to obviously not play him at all if he can go because just to sit him could be dangerous too. But, you know, what a good time to be yeah. 
him right now if he has something that he needs to to get healed up yeah i wrote the exact same thing after that game if you're gonna get hurt now's the time especially Mm -hmm. a nagging ankle injury um you know they they sat ek precautionary against san jose state he could have totally played that night you don't need him so you think so i think it'd be good because i think i asked about noah reynolds after the game and he's asked if he's going too fast and Mm -hmm. coach DeWeese kind of agreed that yeah but we also don't want to stop him from going fast because that's his game but maybe this would be a good time to have him maybe run the point a little bit and uh you know obviously it's going to be the Graham EK show again oh yeah and and, you know you were talking about Odin and I completely 1000% agree love Odin I think he's great I think he could possibly be a Justin Williams type he's got that type of body yeah for sure um but he's too good to score two points against Utah State yeah I mean, I'm looking here. He had one rebound, 0 for 3 from the field. He should be shooting more than three times, too. Uh, one rebound, two blocks, one turnover. He's better than two points. No, he definitely is. And I think that he's added so much to his game, in my opinion, where he's been able to – like, it seems like before when he was shooting a three-pointer, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. But he's hit enough now mm-hmm. where he's, he's kind of given us confidence. Yeah. And then he's – He's done a lot with pump faking and being able to get to the basket and a couple dribbles. Yep. He's long. He's going up harder, too. He's mm-hmm. going up harder. He's yeah. able to finish. Yeah. Which is my only knock on EK, if I'm going to nitpick, is not finishing some of those answers. So, yes. And, yeah, I am right there with you. He, it, He's not – EK's a special player in the sense that he has that NBA type body where he moves like an NBA guy, but he's not super explosive. Like mm. just boom right on you. And to power through guys, it's like he gets that foul and he doesn't either have he's not thinking about it or he doesn't have the he's got the strength, but he's not focused on trying to get through it and finish. Is he worried about the foul call though? And I maybe that's it. He's more worried about trying to get fouled than he but or him. Or that, that too. That that yeah. could be too. Because he's such a bull in a china shop, and those guys are flop like everybody. Everybody's oh, yeah. flopping like crazy. Yeah. It's not just the other teams. I wouldn't um, want. I do not want to be a ref right now. No. What do you? Okay, Adam. So, what if you're getting ready to suit up against the Wyoming Cowboys and you play for San Jose State? What are you doing as yourself in your body, your body type, the whole nine? What are you doing to, to try and limit Graham Ek? Because that would be your job. A lot of teams are trying to front. You want to front them. When you face a team like Wyoming, you have to take away something or try and take away something. If well, that's what's hard, because if you take away EK, you got Maldo. If you take away well, Maldo, you got not EK. Playing this week? So you have to double. You have to double. You have to try and get it out of EK's hands. Let Drake beat you from the three. Let Odin try and beat you from the post. Or if he's playing outside, let them do that. That's the only. I mean, that's the only way, especially if you're undersized, especially if you can't match up physically with EK, you have to take it. You have to take their best player away. There's no point in playing the game. Even if you're just going to let EK get the ball down at the post and do whatever he wants, you have to try and make him uncomfortable. And that's what teams they go. I think they've gone in with that game plan. They have not been able to execute. And that's what's, exciting and encouraging and fun to watch is you think if EK is going to have a bad game, he doesn't. Maldo's going to have a bad game, he doesn't. And uh, That's what wins games on the road, exactly. too. Exactly. The one thing I'm worried about 
is Maldo has had some turnovers yeah. at the end of the game that didn't need to happen. Yeah. He does. And that's I I that's the one thing that's my only knock on Maldo is he's to be smarter with the ball at the end of the game. That's where I'm knocking this team 100%. I'm right there with you. Their two-minute offense is not good, yep. and they have completely let teams back in it mm-hmm. and made stuff way too close. Yep. Air Force, <laughs> CSU. Yep. Yeah, but even Boise, way yep. too close. They yep. finally started to pull away from Boise there at the end. But um, back to EK a little bit. The beauty of him, though, is I think about – I think back to my time. It was Uche and Sanu Amati. He didn't shoot 70% from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. EK has stepped up and hit some gigantic, stress-filled free throws in the last week. Which is a part of his game he didn't have last year. No. So, and that's... How big of a weapon? That is a uh, humongous weapon. <laughs> you can't no, you can't. And that's what you were asking in November to Linder. And Linder laughed me, laughed me off the phone. Yeah. And I'm like, why is he laughing? EK's shooting 50%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's almost. I almost feel better with EK at the line than Maldo. Yeah, I do too. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, so confident with his great. Oh yeah, that. Oh man, he's missed a couple though. Where you're like, oh, how does he ever miss at Fresno? He had a couple that were like, come on, dude. But Drake is so. Did you ever play with a guy like Drake who is so? unbelievably motor guy goes up and gets it takes charges steals and hits the threes and and i think jeffrey's his ceiling is so much higher than we're even seeing offensively do these guys come back oh yeah do every one of them do will they though will they be able to they yeah eligibility wise and if there's a chance to make money do they and i don't mean nba could they go overseas oh you know what? I, I'm going to say no because usually you get you get this from teams. Oh, we're really close. We're really tight. This team's super close. It super seems tight. that way. Yeah. It seems that way. They play for each other. They love each other. There's no BS in the locker room. There's none of that. So that's huge. And and we, we'll talk about football later, but that's where football could be so important mm-hmm. too is I don't care if you're a black kid from Chicago living in Laramie, Wyoming, and we've talked about that. You're with your, your buddies. Yep. You're doing the thing with your buddies. It doesn't matter – I mean, Kyle and I, we've had fun in the most obscure places on planet Earth because we're together having fun. Yep. It doesn't matter where we're at. If there's a cold beer, we're in good shape. Yeah, get along with everybody. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, that's – yeah. No, I I, uh, I like what we got going forward. I, I, I'm nervous about some of the games we have, but I think we're in a, we're in a good spot. I The one thing I do don't like, and I think – and I hope it doesn't come back to bite us at the end – but if some of these games, and it seems like we're kind of over the hump of, of COVID a little bit, mm-hmm. but if some of these games, because we see, I, I saw last week, we beat Boise State. We beat CSU. We've gotten over the probably the most important hump of our conference season so far. Yeah. But we sit second. If we were to go to the Mountain West Conference Tournament at that point in time, in the standings, we were second place because we hadn't played as many games as Boise. Now they're tied with Boise. Though. They are now. now. But if at yeah. the end of the season, if that game hadn't been played, we're sitting there as a two seed, which to me isn't all that bad as Wyoming. Right. But we're, you know, that still affects it. I don't like that. We yeah. beat Boise, but yet we are getting punished because we didn't get to play a game. Right. 
I'm so glad that, the Mountain West, good for the Mountain West. If we're going to pat them on the back at all for anything, they did get these games rescheduled for the most part. Yeah, yep. I believe the only one that's not, San Diego State, is not going to Albuquerque. So Ooh. that's big for the Aztecs yeah. because they're not that great. Mm-mm. I mean, I watched their game against CSU, which was an epic game. It was unbelievably good. <laughs> San Diego State made it good in the last eight minutes, but they don't have to go to the pit. And I don't care what New Mexico's record says. They're a hell of a lot better than that record says. The, that game makes me nervous. The, ga- we, the we Wyoming game in Albuquerque makes yes. me nervous, too. Absolutely. So what is it? You want to give us a rundown? Do you have the schedule up right now? Uh, yes. So we go to San Jose this weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to play them Saturday, and then we come home next Tuesday and play New Mexico. That's in Albuquerque. Uh, I apologize. That yeah. is on the road to, to New Mexico and Albuquerque, which – even in a bad year, they still support their basketball team. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's hard to play at. And New and Mexico, they are not as bad <laughs> yeah. as their record. No, they, I was very surprised at how they – the guys they have on their team when they came to to Wyoming. There's something going on there. With, they kind of reminded me of some Ewing, Brad Jones type. I mean, they it, just drive the lane and they get to the – they either score or they get to the free throw line. Talented guys, it seems like they can't put it together for whatever reason. Uh, and then – Next weekend, Air Force is going to come to Laramie. Now, Finally a Saturday game. Yeah, no kidding, which is nice. This record, the rest of the season is going to be actually really good for Saturday games in, in Wyoming. Well, which, the Cowboys win these next two, yeah. and they go in against Air Force 22-3. and three. So I, I hate to go backwards, but I have to talk about after the CSU game, Kevin McKinney was on with, uh, with Coach Linder, and he said, and this is – as a Wyoming, as Wyoming fans, and growing up in Wyoming, knowing what it used to be like, yeah. Kev made a comment somewhere along the lines of, "I hate to be emotional, but thank you for bringing this back to the double." I mean, I got goosebumps just yeah. thinking about it. the way he said it. Yeah, thank and, you. And We're going to be crying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> of anyone who's seen the ups and the downs, have been yeah. there. Is, is Kev? So I hope you know we we do if we take care of business the next few games and. I can't imagine what the arena will be like if we take care of business after. So after Air Force, we got to go to CSU on a Wednesday night, and I guarantee this is CSU's one game they sell out a year. I <laughs> I, I make that joke every other year, but it is true most of the time. They'll probably be wearing their ugly Aggie orange, and Roddy's going to be out for blood. We all know that. I If we were to pull out a win at CSU, I cannot imagine the crowd that we will have when we come home on the 26th and play Nevada. It. Is that a I, I w- it is a Saturday oh, game. Man. I, it would be incredible. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope the fans see that they know what you know. We already have had a special season. I yeah. think. Th- you, I was looking at uh, of the games. Oh, I can't remember the stat, but just looking at our schedule, if you if you really look at it, the teams we've lost to Boise State and Stanford. Those could have been wins. Absolutely. And we're looking at a game against Arizona, which was a toss. Throw that one away. But we could be sitting here with one loss with this team. It's incredible to watch. I hope if you have not yet been to Laramie, you get to Laramie because it's it's cool. I, I hate to say it, but it almost feels like this team may never lose again. Yeah. I mean, it really does yes. because of the way they're winning. Don't say it. Don't I, know, say it. I know. I didn't really say that. <laughs> the cool part about it, too, is they figured out – they, they know how to close games, which, like we were talking about earlier, I've never really seen that in the past with football or basketball. I mean, of 
forced to close out games, but not on a consistent basis. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's huge. And, and you know what? I, I went back to Stanford looking at the Stanford stats. They missed six free throws in that game. They were only four for 23 from deep, and they only shot 42%. Jet lag. They turned the ball over eh, (laughs) seven times. Their largest lead was two in that game. I was watching that while driving to Casper. Really smart, I know. I was so surprised I didn't go off the road and chug water. (laughs) (laughs) So in that game, too, Jeffries doesn't score. Odin, two. EK 25, uh, Maldonado 18, Ducell 13. Off the bench, they got three from Thompson. They got two from uh, Kenny Foster. I think. And I think Wyoming did go away. From, yeah, I mean, Coach admitted it after the game. They went away from EK at Boise. Yeah. And that was with Armis on the bench. Mm-hmm. I, I just like couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, with like eight minutes left in the second half. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? But, I mean, woulda, coulda, shoulda, it's still. You know, they, so Stanford was the first game in Hawaii. They didn't let that just crap on their parade. Mm-hmm. They turned around and won two games in a row. Yep. In South Florida, South Florida. back to back. Yeah. So, yep. So uh, we haven't been on the air with you since the Cowboys beat Boise State. Uh, that was a 72 65 game in regulation. Um, God, those teams mirror each other so much, don't they? Oh yeah, they really and that yeah. that Tyson Degenhardt's going to be stupid good. Oh, he's already he's already good, <laughs> but Boise State is old. So I think what's cool about this is you're seeing what Wyoming could look like when they're old. Yep, and uh, you know what a job they did on Emmanuel Acot too, a guy who is their Maldo, who is their point guy at six seven, who scored seven total points against the Cowboys in two meetings this year. They really shut him down. Can't say the same for Abu Kijab. He uh, He's kind of had his way, but it's kind of like that. You pick your poison. You shut him down, let Kijab go nuts. But I tell you what, uh, Armis hasn't done squat against the Cowboys. Shaver, super hit or miss. And, uh, yeah, ACOT's done literally nothing. Yep. So, I mean, there you go. Kijab, score all you want, but the one factor for them is Degenhart. Like, you got to make sure he doesn't go nuts. He's a tough matchup. He really he's is. He's young, obviously, like you said. Uh, I think he's won Mountain West freshman year six times. Yeah, well, he's the freshman of the year, guaranteed. Yeah, he might be on a, the All-American freshman team. Yeah. And he got out of Spokane. You're telling me that kid couldn't play at Wazoo? No, I mean, kidding. I don't know if uh, I'm yeah. going to say Gonzaga, but tell me that Tell me that guy probably wouldn't have put Washington over the hump against Wyoming. So they have a really good – but every time we play Boise, I hate playing them, for one, because it is a mirror you're just playing into a mirror, and that's these coaches obviously grew up together, so oh, yeah. it's the same kind of thing. They play the inside-out game, and they don't rely on threes, and they don't shoot a lot of threes. So they're tough. They're really tough out. The only good thing is if history tells us anything, Boise State will take a nice green dump right down their pant leg. We hope so. <laughs> when it comes to uh, crunch so. time. Yeah. yeah, we hope so. History has shown that, but uh, we'll see. Uh, obviously, this race is unbelievable. If you look at the standings with a naked eye, you'd go, oh, just like most conferences, there's a lot of haves and have-nots. Mm-hmm. That's not the truth no. at all. Nevada's playing like hot garbage right now, but they can pop up with Sherfield and Cambridge. And he, Cambridge scored like 40 the other night. Yeah, exactly. Bryce Hamilton, we saw what he did at UNLV, what he did to CSU. Um, Jalen House. House, yeah. yeah. There's like 12 guys yeah. that could make the that's where it's like, I don't. We have it. The Mountain West has a history of getting to the tournament and not going anywhere, but we have not really gotten any love this year at all. And maybe that's the reason why. But yep. they have not 
the we don't have a Mountain West team in the top twenty five. Yep. Yet look at the look who is in our conference and oh, no. we knew that this year was going to be up. I figured we would have a few teams that made the are in the top 25 consistently. We haven't had one yet. I, well, we I, I take that back. CSU, yeah, they cracked it. I, but, yeah. but it's like – And I thought, and it still could happen, but the way this league cannibalizes each other during the season, I thought maybe the champ could be a four-loss kind of team. Yeah. But then CSU doesn't lose, and then you're like, wow. They were, what, the second or third last team to lose a game in the country? Mm-hmm. I mean, so they're not losing. Boise State gets off to a hideous start to the season, and now all of a sudden they're on a 14-game winning streak. Yep. I mean, it's just – it's a really tough but really weird – and we know. We we grew up here. We've been around this conference for a long time. It's – I'm not even confident enough to say that they're going to walk into San Jose yeah, State and wreck house. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> they should. <laughs> They should, but I'm not confident enough to say that. But, I mean, think about this. At Air Force, of course, is no slouch either, as we know. They they hung with some of the best teams in Wyoming history when they were garbage. But Wyoming will have at CSU versus Nevada versus San Diego State at UNLV versus Fresno State. That's how they're closing this out. And I didn't even mention the New Mexico game on the road. So, it's... There's not a lot of nights you can take nights off. Nope. None, in my opinion, none. But like we talked about, if if Maldo's not a hundred percent, there's no better time yes, than now to be like, take time. a seat, take a seat, my friend. So, yep, twenty and three, nine and one. Um, just <laughs> couldn't ask for much better than what we're seeing. It's cool. I mean, it's it really, really cool. is amazing. It's yeah. fun. I think uh, hats off to the students who are finally going and standing up because yeah. i hate the separation of that bottom section to the top oh, no. i i because the games that aren't big I and mean, when i went to the new mexico game there was hardly anyone standing yeah. and yeah, that's yeah. in that second tier now they're into it oh, they yeah. seem organized they seem uh, yeah exactly yeah the noodles <laughs> But, yeah, it, but two years ago, though, Adam, you I mean, I know you followed this team 100% all the way through the good and the bad, but two years ago was unwatchable crap. It was hard. It was hard. It's hard for – and that, <laughs> I was telling Michelle, or my wife, about some of the chants we use and stuff, and it's like our students don't even – like they haven't watched basketball in a few years because <laughs> we haven't true. been that good. <laughs> and it's like, come on, guys, let's get – you know, watch what watch what other teams are doing. I don't even blame them though, and I usually hate uh, yeah, their weather fans, but I, I don't even blame them. I mean, it was just emotionless crap. It was. Aside from Maldonado, uh, really, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, I yeah. mean, so emotionless. And and we've talked about this a lot, and I think it's worth repeating. They're doing this without Marcus Williams, and they're doing this without Quan Marble. We haven't even mentioned Quan Marble. Yeah. He was a pretty damn good player, and he was really good in crunch time. He was yeah. really good in the Mountain West tournament. And I believe he's averaging four points a night, six points a night, maybe at Loyola. And I think uh, last I saw, he's only started nine games for them this year. Um you know, no offense to him. I mean, good for them. Go have a ball. But you lost the Mountain West Freshman of the Year and a damn good player in Quan Marble. And let's be real. They're playing this without Kenny Foster, too. That's true, too. Yeah. So those are three pretty damn big pieces. But you see the way Linder likes to play. And I can just see – I wrote it in my story this week. Maybe that's why the Mountain West Freshman of the Year is playing in College Station now. Because you got to play a full – got to play both sides of the court. No no question. That's why I like uh, – that's why I like having Ducell. We've got to have everyone towards the end of the season. Knock on wood, we all stay healthy. But I think Ducell's one of our best on-ball guards 
Totally. It, and we've got to have him, you know, towards the end. Yep. And I, man. Just think, and, and we've been without his shooting touch for mm-hmm. this unbelievable stretch. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. He can hit free throws. Off, mm-hmm. mean, the two, three games he came back mm-hmm. after that injury, I mean, he was off. And, uh, but he was locking down guys. I'll oh, yeah. That. yeah. That guy's a good score. Absolutely. Are you looking at Marble? Yeah. Averaging 4.7 points a game, um, 0.8 assists, almost three rebounds a game. He's better Last than year, that. Mm-hmm. And he was really good in the postseason. Yeah. He played really well. I believe he was on the all-tournament team, what, two years ago when they won a couple games in the Mountain mm-hmm. West tournament? Nine, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And Loyola is only 9-12 and 12 and they're ninth in the West Coast Conference. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing to think about, too. We're probably going to get into the tournament based off of our resume. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in March, but the last few times we've made it to the tournament, we've had to make a run in March oh, at, yeah. in Vegas. And in, now we're at, I mean, we're. Oh, in 2002, we went into Vegas. Uh, I believe the Cowboys lost in the second round. I remember driving home from that game, and we stopped in Utah for Selection Sunday, and they were the last team yep. mentioned against Gonzaga. I was at that game. I think they lost to San Diego State in the second round of the tournament. Maybe. And they had. They won it outright. Yeah, season. they yeah they were conference champs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and still, we're very still much on the bubble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very much on the bubble, especially after losing that. And then I believe they had to beat Air Force in overtime in the opening round, mm-hmm. and Air Force was dead last. Yeah. I believe Marcus Bailey hit a huge, uh, maybe a three, to take it into overtime. I think you're right. I think that's what happened there. But yeah, I mean, what a weird, awesome spot to be in, where you uh, can maybe go into Vegas and not be worried. Yeah. You're just trying to help your seating, which I know you talked about wanting to go to San Diego. I'm more partial to uh, Fort Worth. I think that would be. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go to Portland. Yeah, no, yeah, no desire to go there. And and I'd like I wouldn't mind going to Buffalo. I mean, a lot of fans wouldn't be able to go, and they wouldn't put us all the way over there, though, would they? I would hope not. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. I was either. hoping for that we had either Denver or Salt Lake hosting. I mean, we probably wouldn't get. Who knows what would happen, but it'd be yeah. not, it'd be fun to go to games. Well, I think Fort Worth. I can tell you this: with seventy two twenty sports, we know what states are our top reading, where our top readership comes from. And yeah. I tell you what, Texas is squarely number three. Really? Yes, very much so. Texas is very much in. It's obviously Wyoming, Colorado, and then Texas. Okay. Then you get into like Utah, Nebraska, the surrounding states. Hmm. But Texas is very, very much uh, big on our readership. So. I think Fort Worth would be great. It's a great town. It's not a far drive. I think be a lot of fans would be warm. there. Be warm. Yeah. The beer's cold there, Kyle, and I know that. <laughs> <laughs> we found that out the easy way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the next day. <laughs> next day was very hard. So, yep, 20-3, and 9-1. and one. Can't ask for much better. Uh, this season's been an absolute blast so far. Um We'll obviously keep you up to date on 7220 tomorrow. I saw we are talking to Jeff Linder in the morning. We'll know more about Hunter Maldonado tomorrow. I would be willing. They did say he sprained his ankle pretty good. Um, he ran into Jones, uh, Ryland Jones, there at midcourt uh, early in the game and uh, had to leave for a little bit. Talk about adversity. That was a really weird spot because you're like, holy. 
EK's on the bench with two fouls. Now Maldonado's in the dressing room, and then Coach gets the boot. And you're, and that was a six-point swing for the Aggies with those yep. two technicals and the original foul on Wenzel. So then they put up six more, and you're like, wow. Mm. Here's some adversity for you. Yeah, and we made it. You know, thinking <laughs> thinking more into Hunter's ankle, I could see him not – I can see him not playing this weekend. He was definitely it, on crutches. It, he was next to me on crutches after the game. I guess it's all going to depend on how treatment went this, these these few days after the game. Yeah, because coach said adrenaline pushed him through. Yeah, through uh, that, I, which as you would know, yes, I mean, it helps a lot. And yeah. then you go to sleep that night, and you wake up the next morning, and your ankle looks like a balloon. Yep, I know Hunter Thompson dealt with that. And that speaking of Hunter, I want to throw something out for him. Fresno State was very impressed with him yeah. because. You think to yourself, oh, my God, EK's on the bench already. Uh, Orlando Robinson's going to eat Hunter alive. He did it last year. Uh, I believe he scored 33 against Hunter last year. The The first game, Hunter hit seven to eight three-pointers. That's the only reason they won. But uh, Orlando Robinson, alone with Hunter Thompson in the middle, that's just not that's not Hunter's game. Yeah. So I was a little worried there. I was thinking, oh, boy, they're going to have to put EK in, and he's going to have to foul out of this thing. I mean, that's just <laughs> all there is to it. But – what a job by Hunter Thompson, and then stepping up and hitting a couple of threes. And and I asked I asked Linder a week ago, like, hey man, you just got outscored. I want to say thirty nine to seven bench points between the Boise State and CSU game. Uh, by the way, that John Tonjay guy for CSU is awesome. Oh yeah, um, I can't believe he's coming off the bench. He's incredible. But uh, they're getting worked off the bench, and. Uh, Coach said, you know, he played it off. No big deal. You know, we'll, we take what the defense gives us, I believe is what he said. Uh, then he called those guys out before the Fresno State game. So, obviously, it was a little more important than he was leading on to me. Um, called him out, and and uh, Hunter Thompson answered the bell. And he said it after the game. I needed to hear that. I needed – he was stagnant. I mean, he's just stagnant. His he minutes are going down. Yep, and he he's has not. been. I tell you what, at Air Force, he came in – they didn't. Air Force didn't backdoor the Cowboys at all during that game until Hunter Thompson came in and they hit him two in a row and Jeff Linder's head about exploded. Yep. So and that's he needed that. Sometimes you need your cage raw, you know, rattled. Did you ever have to? Did you ever have a coach do that to you? Oh yeah. When you were in school? Yeah, I got kicked out in high school. I got kicked out uh, the week of regionals. <laughs> Just was not having a good week. Oh yeah. Like kicked out of practice. Oh yeah, kicked yeah. out of practice. Uh, Went to the locker room, was was pissed, of course. Just I wasn't having a good practice, and my attitude wasn't good at that time. Assistant coach comes in, grabs me. He tells me to come back out, and we had a great rest of practice and then re- into the regionals, but it you do. You got to mm-hmm. kind of reset a little bit. And Hunter, if you – Hunter has the body. He's a big, strong guy. He just sometimes doesn't use it in a way that I think – he should. He's not and aggressive. He's not, and it. It. But I know how. I mean, he's a big guy. He's mm-hmm. big and strong, and I don't know if it's the confidence or, um, you know, he has an opportunity here for. I mean, Ek has been in the past few games gotten into foul trouble somewhat early. That that's another tactic that teams are. Let's go at him. Yes. And get him out, so we don't have to worry about him. Well, what an opportunity to. You know, you have been stagnant. You have been playing well. Come in and play well. You know, here's your opportunity. Go in there and kill it. Well, and for Hunter, on the and I know uh, Coach talked about this a lot last year. He talked about Hunter as being really excited about Hunter and what his potential could be. Because, you know what, it, it might be a little bit of a struggle against an Orlando Robinson on defense, 
But on offense, you're getting him out on the perimeter, and you got to hit your shots. Have to. That's another. I mean, that's another facet he has to take advantage of. If he is wide open, which they have left him wide open, I yep. especially in that Fresno State game, he's got to hit those three point shots. Yep. Uh, good to see him get some confidence. He also hit a three against Utah State. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he didn't play a whole lot, but he did hit a three against them. So, you know, I mean, think about it, guys. This team could get a 100% healthy Xavier Ducell. They could get Kenny Foster back, who's your hard hat, lunch pail, going to fly through the front row of chairs kind of cat, along with Drake Jeffries. Um, they haven't been full go and I know it sucks that now Maldo's, you know, gimping, but uh, they haven't been full go at all this year. And they made it through this, what, would Coach Linder say the other day after the game? They, they've they played how many games in 10 days or five in 10 five days? In 10 days? Yeah. I think, I think 10 games in 24 days. And one, probably the hardest yeah. hardest section of our schedule. After not playing for 42 days. Yes. So <laughs> I – They've been resilient, and that is what's cool to see. And I I think people are starting to see that. I think people are starting to get excited about it. And I I know just from even my close friends who I have, I mean, they're wanting to watch the games. They're mm-hmm. wanting, hey, what are you doing tonight? Let's watch it. Let's go. You know, it's cool to see that. Yeah. It's fun to see that. People are talking about them. And, man, I can't, wherever we go – when we go, knock on wood, to the NCAA tournament, I know there's going to be a ton of brown and gold, which is cool. It's yeah. fun to see. And I even, I've been getting text messages and stuff from buddies that I worked with in Denver that are from the Midwest, nowhere near here. And it's either been – I've been making a lot of money on betting on Wyoming or, yeah. hey, Wyoming's good. Yep. It's just props either way. Mm-hmm. People are paying attention. Yeah, and it's every other day after every game, ESPN's putting something out. Fox Sports is putting something out. Yeah. It's cool to see. It's cool to to be a part of it. We could have, I think, you know, if we finish the year out well, it's going to be – it will go down as one of the best years of Cowboy basketball. Well, as any good Wyoming fan, we got to crap on all this fun in this parade. <laughs> um, people are already worried about Jeff Linder leaving. I mean, how Wyoming is that? I mean, Look, Wyoming hasn't lost a coach since Shiat left the first time, which was how long? In the 90s? You could bring up the point that uh, I know North Dakota State was probably a little nervous when Coach Bull left, and look what happened oh. there. And so I, I if, if it's done well and you groom your coaches, you know. Why can't we just – Enjoy the goddamn moment. Pardon my <laughs> pardon my French. I mean, it's so frustrating to read this crap. Oh, great. Wyoming won again. When's our coach leaving? Like, oh, come on. You'd rather be 500 and keep him along for five years? Well, I mean, it's so frustrating, yeah, it's, guys. I, I, I'd lose my cool when I read that stuff. It makes me so pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his trajectory is unbelievable. His yeah. IQ is unbelievable. He's gonna he's gonna leave, guys, at some point. I'll, although you got a team like this, you might stick it out. You see what happens, well, and I, I think he will. I mean, that's not. I don't think he's gone after this year. No, I don't. And either. I think Tom Berman better be working on a big fat yeah, deal as we I, speak. Most definitely. I mean, he should be, but he's gonna leave eventually. I mean, unless something goes really bad, the weird one to me is why didn't Steve McLean leave when the iron was hot? I saw I couldn't I did not know that he was with the Georgia where yeah. I was watching that Tom Green, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, so McLean, I, I talked to a guy who told me that uh, McLean did interview with Arkansas after after beating Gonzaga. I certainly thought he was gone, mm-hmm. and I was one of those Wyoming fans I'm griping about now. Oh, great. Yeah. Now McLean's gone, and I loved McLean. Yep. And next thing you know, he stays, and then everybody's grades go to hell, and then Schroyer comes in, and <laughs> yeah. it went downhill quick. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> he did. So McLean, I love Steve. Did you like him? I did too. Yeah. Yeah. And but I, you know, I, you, you talk to the head coach every once in a while during recruiting. It's not an everyday thing. It was Coach Vandiver who was mostly contacting me. But that shouldn't be lost on a lot of people either. Coach Vandiver has been with four different coaching staffs at the University of Wyoming. Yeah. He's been through the worst ones and he's been through the best ones. <laughs> it's crazy. He would be. I love Coach V. He's a good dude. He'd be unbelievable to talk to if he would be honest about what he what this has oh, been yeah. like. Maybe know? when he's done one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh but to see like how different things are, you know. Oh, yeah. It had to be we weren't the only ones who were depressed two years ago. Oh yeah. There's no way. And you know what? I think you and I were talking Kyle and I'm like I can't think of a name of any of these dudes. And I saw somebody retweeted uh, a thing about Maldonado being the player of the week. And I'm like, TJ Taylor, he played for the Cowboys two years ago. I forgot even guys who were on that team. Yep. It was Jake Hendricks, AJ Banks. I I mean, it was rough sledding. And no offense to those guys. It's teams like this and years like this. If you look back at 2015, Mm -hmm. you can name a lot of those guys on that team, you know, including Larry and. And you guys were talking about, um, I think, last episode about the guys who've come out of Colorado and mm-hmm. how successful we've had with those guys. It's been – it's a fun time to be a Wyoming fan if only we would have had – It is. So quit crying about Linder leaving. Sit down and enjoy the show, would you please? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into a little football talk, guys. Here we're about 45 minutes into this one. Um, Craig Bull met with the media last week. Um Huge credit to Craig because we haven't talked to him since the the Potato Bowl. And he stepped up and uh, said, okay, guys, it was National Signing Day, so let's talk about the signees. And then also we signed a new defensive tackles coach. Let's talk about him. And then if you want to ask me about NIL, transfer portal, all that stuff, we'll talk about that. So we did it in three separate sections, which I thought was great. And he was like, you know, fire away. So I thought that went really well. Uh, The good news first, the Cowboys signed a four-star uh, offensive lineman out of Omaha. Um, I had heard from a source the night before that it was a 50-50 thing. We're not going to put, you know, I'm not going to bank on it because, I mean, as you see, uh, this kid was incredible. Deshaun Woods, he was the number two ranked player in the state of Nebraska by 24-7. Rivals ranked him the number one player. He was committed to Missouri forever. He was on the uh, Omaha World Herald uh, All-Nebraska team in the newspaper Super 6 squad um, I'm trying to see here. I'm going through. He was oh, he was recruited by Texas A&M, Tennessee. Not recruited, offered by all these A&M, Tennessee, Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan State, Miami, Kansas State, Iowa, Iowa State, Florida, Arkansas, Arizona State. He chose Laramie. Craig Bull called him a 16 framer, which uh, he's referring to watching film of players, and he jumped off the film immediately with him. He called him a program guy. I know a lot of people have talked about that maybe he didn't have the grades. Uh, you know, maybe that's what held him back from Missouri. 
Craig said, I can tell you this. This is a quote from Craig. I can tell you this. We would not proceed in recruiting him if we didn't feel like he's going to be an academic fit here. And that's true. I mean, Craig has pretty much proven that with his track record that they don't they don't play games with stuff like that. So um, a, a quote from Deshaun Woods himself, he, sa- he told the Omaha World Herald, some things happened on my part, which I assume, I mean, we can all assume that's the great thing. Uh, Missouri decided to let me go without believing in the full process, so I decided to get some other offers. Cowboys are obviously fully ingrained in Nebraska. They have recruited like crazy in Nebraska. Craig's from there, went to school there, the whole shebang. Uh, Gave a lot of credit to Mike Grant and Aaron Bull with this one. Of course, Mike Grant also played quarterback in Nebraska. Um, Huge signing. I mean, huge signing for the Cowboys. And once again, in typical Wyoming fashion, oh, he'll be in the transfer portal after one year. I mean, for Christ's sakes. Can we let the kid get in some pads and play some football? I Can mean, we get this guy an NIL deal or NIL? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these people that keep complaining about it. How about start forking over? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you want to keep him? You can pay for him. Go ahead and talk to him. Yep. It's pretty much the Wild West right now. That's right. So uh, since the Internet's been keeping track of the stars and everything, which has been about 20 years, um, Wyoming has only signed one four-star guy in the history of the program, and that was John Hawk, a six foot six. 310-pound offensive guard from Garden City Community College in Kansas. He came to Laramie in 2002. He never played a snap. I reached out to all kinds of people from that 2002 team, and I said, who is John Hawk, and what was it like to get a four-star guy? And they all said, who? (laughs) No clue. But yet we have... (laughs) 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 No, wasn't that Koning? Koning pulling a four-star guy after winning five games in three years? Well, we I I mean we have a starting linebacker in the Super Bowl this weekend who's a homegrown talent who yeah. was not a four star no. guy. Yeah, no, obviously the stars mean squad. Yeah. They've never meant anything to Craig Bull anyway, so they say. But I mean, this is a big it big is, deal for the for Cowboys sure. to pull a guy, especially after the upheaval this off season. So uh, I thought that was a really great job from Bull and his staff, Aaron Bull. Uh, Great job by him and Mike Grant. Um, But we got into the NIL talk and the transfer portal talk, and Craig Bull had some very interesting things to say. Um, I asked him if it it was my question where I said, is it fair to say maybe you lost your quarterbacks and your unbelievably awesome star receiver because you just simply don't throw the ball enough? I said, do you need to modernize your offense? (laughs) Not thrilled with that question, uh, Craig Bull said, and I quote, I tell you what, we wanted to throw the ball more, but it's hard when you go out there and watch practice and see a hitch route get thrown into the dirt. So, you know, all this clamoring, Coach Bull is just going to do three yards in a cloud of dust, that's a misstep. We want to throw the ball. I'd just like to have some quarterbacks that can throw the ball. Adam, (laughs) what are your thoughts on Craig Bull's comments on the quarterbacks? If you're quarterback wanting to come to Wyoming and your head coach is saying that, that would be hard. You're going to be under pressure. And what happens when you don't perform? My thoughts, though, immediately are like, I can throw a hitch route. We're, we're well, good. And that's it. We're good. I don't know. <laughs> he won't say that about me. <laughs> I think there's no question that Coach Bold needs to figure out a way to connect with his guys. I mean, it's it's – a new game and it hasn't been just in the past year with the whole nil whatever it's a new game with social media 
with the cell phones. Every kid has one. They can access any type of information they want, and you best believe that they are out there reading every single thing that you say and what the their teammates are saying. They can see it. They know it. So can your They're, opponents. Exactly. And so the kids are not dumb, and they, they need to, as a coaching staff, they need to be cognizant of what they say. They need to figure out ways that they can relate to their players a little better because I think you're seeing a lot more – you're seeing a lot of younger coaches. I think I'm seeing it in basketball when you look at – you know, I don't know how old Musselman is, but they upset, you know, Auburn the other day. He's a young coach. He he gets the best out of his players. He's ripping his shirt off. Not that we need to see Coach Bowl with the shirt off after they win the <laughs> Idaho Potato Bowl, but it's like, the you know, they, they can relate to them. So I hope that they kind of – make that adjustment and get guys, you know, you always heard about that culture at North Dakota state of guys who you, you just had this, I guess you assumed that these guys, they liked playing there. They were hard nosed, tough guys, but it was really that locker and that, that they liked winning. Yes. That culture was winning. Yeah. And now they've kind of got to switch a little bit. They've kind of got to figure out a way to get that winning culture back and you know keeping those players happy it's a i would not want to be a coach i mean it it, it is a, a balance beam trying to balance everything but it definitely needs to happen what was your first initial reaction when you saw that quote from craig bull kyle you recruited both of them and you harp on that you're a developmental program and then great points and you're basically backstabbing them if he ever talks to them again I mean, you would think at one point during the season, I thought him and Sean were, you know, tied at the hip. And, I mean, you would think both of them. And then they leave, and it's for a good reason, I would say. Or at least I understand. And then you talk about them like they're the worst players you've ever coached. And just like Adam said, why would I want to come to a program? I would be dealt, I would be rethinking a little bit, I guess, if that was well, I can tell you there's a motivated quarterback in Logan, Utah right oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. um, I know that firsthand. Uh, he was not thrilled with uh, with hearing that. So um, he will be in Laramie this year. So that's the beauty of it. You have a chance to – you don't have to fight with words. You can come play come play ball. I wonder how many hitch passes he will have. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the first call. <laughs> I tell you what, though, guys, what kind of raised my eyebrows, and of course, I interviewed a lot of those guys that are in the transfer, that left, um, and we had a lot of off-the-record conversations, rightfully so, a lot of them didn't want to go on the record. They don't want to dump on stuff, and they and they didn't have all a bad time. It, there was stuff that they didn't like, but it wasn't, they all had different reasons. Um, but when I put this story out, it was retweeted by our softball teammate, Marcus Epps, and he just put shaking my head. Yeah. And then Tim Kamana, a former defensive player for the Cowboys, writes, he tweets, real leaders accept accountability and don't point fingers. Craig is just showing his true colors here. Good recruiter, terrible coach. I said what I said. Whoa. Ouch. And you know what? That, uh, that had a lot of likes on it. 50 likes and yeah, not to <laughs> totally out these guys, but I mean, this is on the world wide web here. Um, I saw actually, I've not seen a lot under Kamana's, but, uh, I saw a lot under, under, uh, Marcus Epps. Yeah. Marcus Epps was not, not thrilled. 
And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's an eye-opener when you see that and you see players liking it and you go, oh, like, what are we – I mean, is it is it that bad or what are, what are we missing here? Um, Ryan Yarborough liked it. I think Ryan just being a player, yeah. another fellow softball teammate of ours, I mm-hmm. think just being a player and, you know, sticking for players. But, yeah, Tim Kamana liked that comment. Charles Colden, which is C.J. Colden's dad. Matt List, who I believe was a performance – he was the strength coach under Bull and Laramie. Uh, John Aquali, former wide receiver. Ryan Marquez, current wide receiver. Uh, Chavez Ponell, obviously another former player. Keontae Glinton, current nickelback. Yuso Olive, former player. Solomon Bird, current player. Sidney Malalu, uh, former. And Sean Chambers, former. Well, <laughs> I can't help but read into that. Yeah, I mean, I can't help it. And honestly, especially in this day and age, where um, guys that are thinking about transferring from other schools to Wyoming, I probably would – I wouldn't put all my eggs in this basket, but I would probably – Reach out to guys that are leaving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going somewhere else and ask what's going on. Yeah. It doesn't look like that stabs Wyoming in the back. Um, but it definitely, I would definitely be doing my research on that stuff. Yeah. Well, I asked Craig as well during that press conference, um, you know, you look in the mirror after a season, you see what's wrong. And, and a lot of these players I talked to talked about the fact that they didn't have a relationship with Craig Bull. Um, non-existent relationship, in fact. And he said that, uh, and I quote, the first place you look is at yourself to see where you can improve. One of the things that I felt like I needed to get better on was connecting with our players. I needed to get more engaged and let players know where they stood, where we are going. Not so much recruit all the time, but I think people want feedback, even if it's negative feedback. They want to know that they matter, and I think that we can do a little bit better. Now, I'm not saying that's why they we had the number of guys that went in the portal. Uh, <laughs> it's some of it, but then I asked the question, I posed this question. He, he told us that he knew about 90% of those guys that left were going to leave. So I posed the question, did you talk to them and try and change their mind? His quote was, some of our assistant coaches might have probed a little bit on what you're thinking, he said. But I can tell you this, around here we have a really good program and we want players that are bought in to play Cowboy Tough football. you got to be all in. You know, maybe if there's some decisions that are being made, some advice that's ill-advised from who knows what, some third party, maybe we could present some information that might counter some of that information. But most of these guys were kind of like, you know what, best of luck to you. See you down the road. We'll see how things go. What do you – I mean (laughs) – that's a terrible tactic. <laughs> I mean, what do we because, do? Because, I mean, I think especially now, like, kids want to be wanted. Everyone does. But especially now, like, you want – that they have the ability to leave. You want – you don't have to be best friends with your head coach. That's where it's weird to me because on a football team you have way more guys, and I think you probably have a way closer relationship with your – position coach like they are the guy you see every day and every once in a while you might run into coach but that being said from a head coaching perspective and I don't know if this is true but at least talk to those guys every once in a while it seems like they he rarely talked to them it seems like 
it was just the position coaches. And then those guys go on the internet and see what he's saying about them, or maybe there were behind the scenes stuff going on, but there's a disconnect there. And I don't know. I'm glad he sees it, but I mean, it's shocking. Yeah, very. I don't understand why it's so difficult. Why would that be difficult? You were in these people's living rooms exactly. with their parents. Yeah. And- then they get to campus and it's yeah, different. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Moneyball, like the GM thing. Like, do you not go on the road because you don't want to get to know guys in case you have to fire them? Mm-hmm. It, that's. Yeah. But you also don't have to fire anybody that you, you know, that you are coaching. You might, they might not get as much playing time as they want, but. They're, but scholarships are year to year, so you can be. Yeah. Sometimes you go. You can, pull. you can still be buddies with a guy and appreciate him, but just go, hey, this ain't working. Yeah. yeah. Let me facilitate you going somewhere else, and I'll help you. And you can. There's kind of a middle. There's like a line where you're not going to become best best friends with them, but oh, you yeah, also they're... should know their names and at least like be friends with them. Yeah. I'm hey, how are I you? Play for a guy that knows knows stuff about me, knows my family. Let's put it this way. I know that Coach Shiat will be officiating one of my best friends' wedding this summer. That tells you everything you need to know about the relationship between player and coach. No doubt. That's I mean, a good point. I mean, I wonder if and Greg I know Moll it's would di- even be invited to a wedding. It's different with the football team, maybe, but you still there's a relationship there, at least as a coach fake that you – care about your guys how's your family how you doing i'm sorry your dog died type of thing like it's you've got to have a connection a little bit not hey i saw you know i haven't talked to coach in a few weeks even though his office is right up there or he hasn't come down to the weight room while we're working out type of thing i mean that's well, this is a people business adam that's what's so exactly. shocking yeah. to me that's any young people business and you have to be Rolling with the punches a little bit, knowing what they're thinking, right? And a couple of those guys that talked off, off the record. I mean, they you asked them, hey, did you did you feel like you could go into Coach Bull's office? And some of them were really hesitant. Some of them said yes, but they also said usually if they did, it was for not good news. Not good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like a principal, right? Not somebody that's you're trying to play, play for, and play hard for. Well, I understand being the CEO and all that kind of stuff, but I don't understand why that would limit your buddy-buddy friendship stuff. And I, that's I think foreign it, to me. Wouldn't I mean? I think Dabo Sweeney's beloved by his players. I think. And I think he, um, this should tell you enough. Is guys at Clemson they go back? Yeah. Even when they're done playing, even when they're in the NFL, guys don't come back. We did have we did have a player mention that too that players are not coming back. Yeah, like and to me that screams not feeling like part of the family and that's unacceptable, especially with so many guys in the NFL right now. Yeah, because that that would be great. I mean, what was it like to be in practice and have Theo Ratliff just show up? That had to be awesome. It was cool. Oh, there's no doubt. I, you're right. You don't see any of those guys back. Will Josh Allen ever come back to a Wyoming game? I mean, he'd be on. He wouldn't have to have a bodyguard if he did, <laughs> yeah. but it's like is Coach Bull shooting a text to him saying, "Hey, sorry, you lost to Patrick, but you had an amazing game." Yeah, hope all is well. You know, I hope I, I I don't know that either. I don't know. Yeah, we, and, I, and that's we don't know. We, we don't, don't know what's behind the scenes, but it sounds like 
no question a disconnect there somewhere. Well, and Craig's the one who brought it up on the record. That is true. So he obviously sees an issue with it, and you wonder who, you know, you always have to wonder if you can teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, you have to. I mean, even old dogs like us, would we change our ways? Um, You know, I also think he – I doubt he just stopped having a relationship with guys. I assume he was the same guy at at North Dakota State, but they were winning. Yeah, and winning cures everything. (laughs) It helps a lot. Yeah, maybe they don't care about their head coach, but, uh, you know, from some of the guys you talk to, they said the only time I talk to coaches when he's ripping my head off if I make a mistake on the field. That's, I mean, nobody, that's bad cop, good cop stuff, and, I, I mean, it's just not fun. But then I can't help but think, is Nick Saban kind of the same way? Do guys love him? Do guys have? Does he have relationships with guys, or is it he, his assistants? I think he does too. You when I mean it. Does Bill Belichick? It sounds like the guys that play for them have a certain amount of respect for them. They know what they're getting. I think Coach. I think Bull has some respect. I, no he question, respect, but yeah. I is it is it? I don't know. Like it, it you do hear all uh, former guys talk about Coach Saban and. And how Saban goes to – I mean, Saban goes to draft night and, you know, he's he's involved. And obviously that is recruiting tactic. I mean, you, of course you're going to be there with those guys because, hey, look at me. Yeah. But – I heard from old – covering Michigan State, I heard from them talk pl- – former players talking about Saban that they just talked to him about like this cat on a pedestal and he was tougher than nails. And that's – But they won and they see, changed the culture. Exactly. Man, and, I hear a lot of uh, former – Alabama players say, "Oh, behind the scenes, what you guys don't see, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's awesome. Like he treats me like a son. Well, and Craig Bowl can be hilarious sometimes. On sometimes oh, when no we talk, he drops I've, some hilarious stuff. I've been on trips with Coach Bowl when I was, you know, working for Cowboy Joe. He's a funny dude. He's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. There's, just, I don't, and we have no idea what the disconnect is, but there's, That's there what is. Shocks one. me though is we see that guy. Yeah, and then you go, how are you not buddies with players? Yeah. And you don't need we talked you don't need to be best buddies but I mean for Christ's sakes yeah how how's your family how how are you how's school how are you making the adjustment from Chicago to to Laramie yeah is there anything I can do for you yeah like, is everything good <laughs> well that's that's a great point I know you're joking but that's a great point yeah. how can we help him yeah. make a make this throw been in our, our on on campus for three plus years yeah in our program for since we recruited him four years ago, and now you're saying that we haven't taught him to throw a hitch pass? And if that was the case, why did he stick with Sean Chambers all that time? Um, Levi was clearly the better runner at this point in his career. Yeah. Clearly. And that's not a knock on Sean. Sean's been through hell. And I know, it just seems like he's throwing himself under the bus without throwing himself under the bus. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's their issue. Yeah. Well, we've asked... We've asked, and rightfully so, since Josh left, what the hell is going on with this passing game? What are we, what are we doing? And I, I wish I would have said, hey, but didn't Isaiah Nair cure a lot of those ills? Now who's going to cure those ills? So me being the basketball guy, but a loving football, I want to know your opinion now on after we've had these guys – We've already had a signing day. Do we have one more? Don't we get one in the spring? This was the last this one. This was the last one? Yep. Where do we sit right now, uh, in your honest opinion, with having to go to Illinois? We have 
a home game against Tulsa, home game against Northern Colorado, and we have to go two, which this kind of stinks because I would have much rather have played these guys with a knowing that we had a great year last year, but we've got to go to BYU. Mm-hmm. And that's a statement game for Wyoming fans. Like well, the, out of all those games on our schedule, now we finally have – the the rivalry back and i was looking forward like you said i was uh, looking forward to that so much now it's i mean it's muddied because we just don't know we don't know yeah i mean think about it the cowboys are going to have pretty much a reworked offensive front uh, i would assume this four star guy is going to be in the starting lineup on opening day barring something ridiculous yep. um you've got erica Boje back you have frank crumb back other than that, you're completely redoing that offensive line. Um, I think you're okay at running back. Titus Swin has obviously proved he's really good. Is DeWine McNeely good enough to carry you know a quarter to half of those lo- of that load? I yet to be seen. Not to mention some other young guys. Wide receiver Joshua Cobbs came on, but we've talked about it. How much did that have to do with Nayer taking the lid off the defense? We don't know. I mean, even Cobb said, yeah, it's, of course it's important that Nayer's out there. I mean, that opens up all kinds of stuff for me. We've also heard how important these tight ends are, but they are so underutilized. It's so frustrating. Yeah, yep. um, Which but, is crazy. I know. We had a guy uh, get drafted yeah. as a tight end. What? So <laughs> what is so different from those years to where we're at now? Josh. And that helps, but, I mean, you. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Josh made chicken salad out of chicken shit. How many times? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. But I look at Levi, and I see a similar player, you know, able to improvise. Gunslinger, yeah, gunslinger. Yep. And you look at a game like Utah State, and it's like, man, we look like that team. They threw it all night. They threw to set up the run. And then we had so oh, many. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And you get a special teams touchdown. To carry it over, though, we just couldn't. And I, I laid know. a complete egg against Hawaii and New Mexico. Yeah, and but, had Fresno State at home, which we should have. But won to that come game. off that Utah State high like that and lay uh, an egg against Hawaii at home, and we know about Hawaii's coach's problems with his players. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, he's no longer the head coach at Hawaii because he drove away twenty plus players, and I mean, obviously, he didn't drive away his own son, but his own son entered the transfer portal. Yeah. So there's obviously disconnect, and we knew it all year. We just, you know, you, it's getting somebody to be honest, and which is not not always easy, uh, especially on the record. But um, I don't know. I, I got to tell you, Adam, I'm excited for I'm excited for new blood. Um, we've had either, and this is no offense to these guys, but we've had since Josh left, we've had Vanderwall, Williams, and Chambers. Mm-hmm. Now none of those guys are here. Let's clean slate. There's no no more of that. It's you know I like Andrew Peasley. I like his makeup a lot. I think he's uh, I think he's a competitor for sure. Um, he's got wheels. Um, he's not as big as Levi, but he can run. He can throw. He can do all those things. He was the starter last year in the opener for Utah State, and I think that says a lot because Anderson brought Bonner with him from Arkansas State, and Bonner didn't win the job, obviously. Yeah. So, I like Peasley. I like Evan Svoboda's makeup. I don't know if he's ready to play at this level yet, but um, like his makeup a lot. Um, like the Becker kid from Nebraska a lot. Um, yeah. Like a lot of those guys. I think a lot of them are um, like, but we we have to mention this too. We hear some of these guys are really good, uh, but we don't get to watch practice. So yeah. I can't for sure tell you, um, but I'm excited about that. I'm excited Titus Wynn is hanging around. 
I think he's going to be good. I think no matter how many losses the Cowboys had on defense, they're always going to be they're always going to put out a good uh, a good defense under Craig Bull. Aside from what 2016, yeah, had, when the Cowboys finally had an offense that was tearing it up, <laughs> the defense was not. Um, but I, I think the defense will be fine. I like that they went and got a couple of Power Five guys to replace the cornerbacks. Um, finally, thank you. Yeah, because that was Let's, a big loss. And now I I hope that he continues to utilize the the transfer portal now has to you have you got to play the game yep and it's time and it sounds you know those guys are good enough to be at big power five school and i love that they did that because it's showing that you know sometimes you get from these coaches that like oh well we were recruiting this guy then you know all the big boys came in so then we fell off because we figured there's no way in hell and yeah most time that's going to be the case in recruiting but not transfer portal yeah you might got to get a guy and you have to you have to milk the josh allen thing you have to milk you have to milk the guys in the nfl thing but his face should be plastered everywhere in that rack i mean all those guys yes they got that dude from michigan state saw logan muma oh yeah yep yep i've got a i've got a path and Hazelton saw him at Michigan State and yeah. said, "Hey, you're not you're not going to be a guy in the Big Ten. You don't have the body for it, and you're not maybe fast enough to play safety. So, but I got a place for op- you, yes, <laughs> where you can really develop and grow and and be a very very good player. Yeah. And lean on those relationships. Too. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. Chad Muma had a really good showing in the Senior Bowl. Um, he's getting all kinds of love right now. Oh, and yeah. you know what? Logan Wilson is mentioned every single time Chad is. Possibly to the Denver Broncos. I saw that. Man, that'd be sweet. <laughs> I'll, I'll never get my hopes up on that again. <laughs> I saw that too. That too. You, know. you just never know. That All of that is all smoke and mirrors, too. Uh, yeah. we um, Jared and I were talking, and we were like, man, he would be perfect with the Patriots. But then we mm. thought about it. He'd be perfect anywhere. Yeah. I mean, he really would. But, I mean, you see him more. I hate these teams. But you see him with the Steelers and the Patriots, teams like that. He'd be perfect. Uh, maybe not. He'd be good no matter where he goes. But maybe you don't want to see him with the Jaguars and, you know, teams like no, that. No, you don't. You want no. to see him like a blue-collar, tough. Although, that being like said, Wingard has had a pretty good career down there. They yeah. haven't won, but he's had a good career. It's amazing when I'm doing these uh, – you know how the Cowboys did in the NFL. I always look at Twitter and just put in their name. Oh my God, Andrew gets roasted so bad <laughs> by Jacksonville fans. And then you go look up Marcus Epps. Oh man. Oh well, Philadelphia. Oh. Philadelphia is a whole different world. God, they, when it comes, they are cutthroat. If, if you just read Twitter, you would think the Eagles fans just—they all hate Marcus <laughs> Epps' guts and they want him gone, and he's the worst thing ever. But then you go to Bengals Twitter, and they love Logan Wilson. They love everything about him, everything he does. So, that being said, who you got Sunday? I have to take the Bengals. I I want the Bengals to win because they've had such a dreadful franchise, and it's cool. It's a cool story. Joe Burrow's really good, and he should be in the conversation with with Josh and Patrick Mahomes and those guys and, and Herbert and the AFC's in damn good shape. They all the quarterback yes, spot. Yes, it is. So yeah, I uh, I'm hoping the Bengals. I just I can't go for a team that wears that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> like ever with that name, that helmet, no way. Sorry, Tyler Hall. <laughs> Best of luck. I'd love for you to get a ring, but uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm going with the governor. I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. I don't know. I think the Rams are they're built for it. They're, I'm scared about the Bengals' offensive line. That's what I'm worried about but too. They didn't. They played well at Kansas City. 
but they Kansas City doesn't have Aaron Donald and Von Miller either. But as as Wyoming fans, we sit here with a homegrown kid from Casper, yeah, who got to play for his home state university, be yeah. successful, start in the NFL, get drafted, and now he's playing on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. When the NFL hasn't been bigger than it is now. Yep. And with the green dot on his his, his helmet. And to get them there, he had a game-sealing interception. I mean – Against the number one seed in the AFC. We talk about Josh a lot, but mm-hmm. it is really cool to see Logan it's, succeed and what – almost one of those, like, perfect situations for him yeah. type of – just like Josh. I mean, it – it's awesome. I hope he has a great game Sunday. I'll be rooting for him for sure. I am so proud of Logan Wilson. Um, we talked yesterday a little bit. Um, obviously, don't want to bother him when he's got <laughs> a busy week ahead. Um, but that's the thing. He still makes time for you, mm-hmm. and he still he's humble. He is a Wyoming guy to the core. Yeah, it's one, he's one of those love. guys that he's yeah. He'll see he he's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. But there's probably a good chance he might move back to Wyoming. And yeah, he, you know, he's like he's that house. type of guy. He's building a house in Casper right, right now. And that's – yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. It is awesome. I tell you what, you know, I, obviously I had ultimate respect and loved Logan Wilson, and I don't mind telling you that. You know, you're supposed to be a yeah. <laughs> unbiased journalist. I don't care at this point when mm-hmm. it comes to Logan Wilson. He was a special guy. He never gave you any good quotes that you're going to put on the front of a headline and – shake anybody's cage uh i remember after they beat csu his last game he, he said it still sucks to be a csu ram <laughs> he beat him four times but that's the most controversial thing he ever said and he almost said it kind of sheepishly <laughs> and uh because that's just not the kind of cat he is no. um yeah oh he's yep. total and chad moom will be the same way uh and that's why bull and them paraded those guys out in front of us all the time because they're not giving away the company secrets there's no way um but the thing behind the scenes with logan that i don't think he would mind me sharing is that when i had before i got picked up by town square media i had to go behind the paywall for two months with 7220 my first subscription was logan wilson really that's unbelievable that is unbelievable and he was awesome yeah he was graduated he didn't need to he didn't need to do that but he obviously respected what we do enough to want to continue reading it and and help obviously help me out i'd like to think too yeah um and and i was there for his draft party when he was selected by the Bengals, and it was just a that was a really weird weekend because you felt so good and you're on cloud nine for logan but then the next day we went to elijah halliburton's draft party in denver and didn't get the call yep. and uh he was flirting with the falcon or the falcons were flirting with him and then it went across the screen that tyler hall just signed a signed a free agent deal with the Falcons and it was like oh man this just couldn't get any worse from how great it was yesterday in Casper to how bad it is today in Denver and and love Elijah Halliburton too and sad he never got a shot but uh yeah but Logan Wilson ultimate respect for that guy love that guy he's never going to change and that's what I love about him he's not big he's not going to ever be bigger he's all about going to the boys and girls club and yep. going to his old high school and he's just a really good guy I will tell you too if you're out there looking for a Logan Wilson jersey good luck and if you find one let me know because I've been looking all week and the only way to get them is through china and by that time i'll have those by the next super bowl <laughs> um so there is nothing nothing available you can go on the Bengals website however and get in authentic for 370 dollars and have his name put on it but uh other than that 
what, <laughs> what happens when a team hasn't been there for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you're going to be waiting a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, really proud of Logan. Congrats to him. Hope he gets the win this week. Um, I will be talking to him tomorrow, so stay tuned to 7220sports.com. We'll have an interview with Logan uh, tomorrow after uh, the Bengals wrap-up practice in Los Angeles. Um, also, I probably shouldn't be giving this away because I'm going to write a little story on it. I think a lot of people are going to read it. Um, so I'm going to have to write it before this comes out. But there's another reason you should be going for the Bengals uh, this week. And his name is Wyatt Ray. He is a defensive lineman for the Bengals. He went to Boston College. Um, his dad is Julian Hooker, who was a tight end at Wyoming. So uh, another little connection on the side there for the Bengals. So, um yeah, just found out about that the other day that uh, Wyatt Ray's in his second year, uh, 6'3", 250-pound kid out of Boston College defensive end, had three tackles and a sack this year. So, yeah, his dad, Julian Hooker, was a tight end for the Cowboys in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, really nice player. I believe Julian caught the only touchdown against Georgia in that game against Champ Bailey between the hedges in 98. So That's sweet. Yeah. I'm about that. Yep. says Wyatt Ray is the grandson yeah. of Nat King Cole. Yep. He what? Is. Yeah, he That's is. Yeah. Maybe I should have started with that instead of saying his dad played at Wyoming. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, another reason to go for the Bengals. Uh, the the helmets. I just can't do the Rams helmets. <laughs> I, I can't stand them. Uh, <laughs> that I, helmet I, makes me cringe. I think the NFL loves that it's in LA this year, and LA's or and the Rams have made it. But yeah. I think the uh, the whole debacle with the San Francisco tickets and. All the red that was there like, yeah. tells you everything. I mean, I like when the storied franchises, like even though Bengals, they've been around forever. Their fan base is incredible. Yeah, and I just hope. How we- cool would it have been though if they would have played the Niners in the Super Bowl? Oh that yeah, been the third time in history the Bengals and Niners played in the Super Bowl. I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. All right, last prediction here. I know you're going to bet a lot of money on the game because you're a degenerate like that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> why don't you bet on? Why don't you put like a hundred bucks on Logan Wilson winning MVP? Imagine how much that would pay off. <laughs> you need the no ri- the no risk hundred dollar bet for the Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> or you could put in Cody T two hundred in MGM Grand and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Throw it all on Logan there being the MVP. <laughs> could you imagine if you won that though? Oh man! I mean, you- I can't imagine. It, I mean, it, and that's something you should bring up to him when you talk to him. Is <laughs> like, do you realize? Do you realize that? No, not not with the betting. <laughs> Not with the betting like that. No, I don't like that. But uh, do you realize that if you make a big play, like if you were to make a big play, the play in the Super Bowl, you will go down in history as, you know. I don't even know if I want to mention that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's crazy about, you know, with sports betting becoming so so popular now, especially in Wyoming, is how crazy it was when you played – and you knew exactly what the line was. Like oh. you as a player knew what the outcome Vegas was saying was going to happen. Yeah. And but it how, was probably mostly because you're like, you and LV's not going to beat us by 13. But it's more like exact, but it's crazy how you're playing in it. You have an impact in that game. And yet it's when the, when it's all said and done, 
UNLV still beat us by 13. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's how crazy it was is, is how, I don't know, they have a time machine in Las Vegas. I swear <laughs> they do. I mean, it, I know there's algorithms or, or you know, they, there's a way they figure it out, but it's amazing yeah. how close they, they get it. Yeah. So here are the odds for Logan on DraftKings to make an, inter- make an interception plus 500 and for the first player to make an interception plus 800. So does that mean I, I don't understand so gambling? Would you, would you put a hundred bucks on him to make an interception? Would you get eight thousand? You doing five? Oh, five hundred. Okay, that's it's good odds, especially because really he's good. yeah. That's actually really good. What's the line in this game? Three and a half. Three and a half I think I last I saw on ESPN. Rams favored. Yep. Uh, they are at four now. Ten. <laughs> What are the odds that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Denver next week? That's the odds I care about. (laughs) You too, as a Bears fan, you better love that. Oh, yeah, I'd love it. Well, I mean, I'd love if he wants to come south. (laughs) Yeah. You don't believe in Justin Fields? I actually do believe in Justin Fields. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't. I like him too. I think put the right coaching staff around him. I think it's going to be good. They also, I think. Bears fans are sick of that uh, ownership. I think they want to change. I honestly think the Broncos could benefit from an ownership change, oh, yeah, and I totally. could think the Bears could benefit from that too. And with the talk with maybe building a new stadium, uh, I don't know. Dude, I remember in the most perfect spot though. It's just oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's awesome, yeah. but they they have one of the smallest stadiums in the league. Even and with that, even with that, uh. It's one of the construction they did. Yep, it looks of, huge. It only fits sixty-five, I think. Really, boy, it looks big. What did norm? What did regular Soldier Field fit? Fifty. Sixty-one. The wow. capacity is sixty-one. NFL wants NFL money. I mean, if they can build a hundred thousand seat stadium, Bears fans will fill it. Well, and what is FedEx Field? FedEx Field's in DC's like ninety something. Yeah. Jerry's World's ninety something. Eighty-two. They must have went. They must have taken some. They did. I think they did. And it's crazy because it's when you. I got to go to a game a few years ago. That new stadium sits inside. You literally walk through the old pillars and the old the old uh, doors. Yeah, Yeah, and into the new one. And I don't know. I remember 2006. Devin Hester runs it back in the Super Bowl opening game, and I'm thinking we're gonna roll. We're gonna win this. And uh, Peyton Manning, Rex Grossman, man. Yeah, which would be awesome. Oh, I think he yeah. deserves it. Yeah. Every time he touched I that's no one could believe they kicked it to him that, but I'm a Bears I'm a hopeless Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we still hold on to 85. He was saying that, you know, they really only kicked it to him about 2 years mm-hmm. and then they stopped kicking it. Yeah. He still got 20 inter- or 20 returns, 20 kick returns, which you beat Dion. Mhm. And they moved him to wide receiver, yeah. and that was kind of all she wrote. It's like Barry wrote. Bonds, you never pitched to him, but if you ever made a mistake even close, you paid for it. Yep. Speaking of another joke that's not in the Hall of Fame. I could, I could talk about that for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, San Jose State on Saturday. We're going to take this one game at a time. Yeah. I mean, at, right now I think we should, especially with Maldo possibly being hurt. Let's just take it one game at a time. I th- honestly think that week we played CSU, 
we were looking forward to Thursday. Not that CSU wasn't a big game for us, but, I mean, it was like this week is huge. Let's just go one game at a time because the rest of the season is going to be tough. It's going to be hard, and it cannot be lost on all of us Wyoming fans. We are playing in a good conference, and we are playing against good teams, and we're watching a really, really, really good Wyoming basketball team. It's fun. So you're taking your uh, seven-month pregnant wife to – Las Vegas for the tournament? She definitely wants to go. I don't know yet. We <laughs> we looked at flights. I mean, and that's Sounds like another, a designated driver to me, bro. Well, we thought about that, too. We could maybe <laughs> drive and we could go. So, well, we might do a little baby moon. We don't know. But I'm sure she it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> It'd be fun for you. You exactly. don't have to suffer. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. But no, she, she, she definitely wants to go. She's... She was the one. She was talking to maybe going to San Diego, and if they were to make it there, and it's Stay like Vegas you realize you're going to be, you know, four weeks away from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, we went to a Wyoming game. I can't remember who they were playing, but it rattled my wife's water for sure. Water <laughs> broke at three in the morning after a basketball game uh, we went to this year. Yep, and then I had to miss the Boise State game. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but well, no, if you want to ride to Vegas, let me know. I'm I'm thinking about driving. <laughs> Temp- tempting yeah let's road trip we could all road trip it with your pregnant wife she can drive we'll yeah. crack our first beer before we get out of laramie county she'll be listening to this so <laughs> <laughs> you ready to drive michelle yeah. i can't wait you're just gonna have to stop 30 times so we can piss exactly exactly all right guys thanks for joining me as always uh really fun season so uh hopefully we'll get back in there next week and chat about a couple more wins and a Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.